Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Right on Radio. That's right. We are back. Jesse is here in the house, and we are doing Revelation Sunday. That's right, where we go through the book of Revelation. Why? Because I think it's relevant to today. Boy, I probably could have put those two together better. Revelation Sunday, relevant to today. I'm going to work on that for next week. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Top of the morning to you, Jesse. Yes, so good to see you again, Jeff. You look super snazzy today. Well, I thought I'd wear this special shirt because we're doing revelations and because you are back, I should say revelation. Everyone's going to correct when people say, when you say, put the plural, no, 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 it's revelation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, it reminds me of those, you know, good old days growing up as a kid where everybody would dress up for church and you'd watch all the, especially the older ladies, you know, with their I, I grew up in Baptist churches, so of course they all came with the big hats and, you know, had their purses that matched. So I'd always be looking to see what everybody was wearing. But it, we're kind of in a different day and age now. You know, you don't see that happening at too many churches anymore. And you know what? I think there's something really nice about that, though, as well. And look, I was never the wear a suit to church guy, and and I never want to be, but. Um, you know, I think there is something really special about dressing up and going and, uh, to, to go before God. So I'm certainly not against it. And, uh, right. and yeah, the ladies wearing hats, I think is very biblical as well. Um, yep. you know, so anyways, listen, before we start, um, usually we pray before we go on air today, we decided to do it on mm-hmm. air. So I'm just going to open us up with prayer and then we will go from there. Everything's starting to rhyme today. Maybe, maybe I should be like a, a, a rapper or something. <laughs> I don't know about the rapper, but maybe you could be the rhyming revelator. Rhyming revelator. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for, for your grace. We thank you that you have a sense of humor, Father God, and you uh, you give us this, these moments of joy where we can laugh and we can celebrate with you. Father God, we thank you for your word, most of all, that you did not leave us empty-handed. You gave us an instruction book, and you sent your Holy Spirit to help guide us. So God, we we ask you, Father, to give the Holy Spirit permission in our lives to do your will and to express your word today. Father God, anything that is not from you that comes out of our conjecture, some speculations and things like that, Lord, if it is not from you, I pray it falls off of the ears and only the word that comes directly from your book that sticks with them. I pray for every single person in the audience who's listening this to this, no matter what time of day, where they are, or when they are listening, I pray you bring the right listeners to this broadcast, Father, that the right people that you want to hear this message today, and we pray for their health, we pray for all of your provision in their life in this sticky time, and mostly, Father, I pray for the gift of faiths and discernment, and we bind any spirits in the heavenlies that are stopping these gifts from coming down to 
each person that you intend these gifts to come to. So, Father, I ask all of these things in the Lord and Savior's name, the one who died on the cross, who came as a as the Son of Man and is seated at the right hand of the Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Before we get to the book, Jesse, um, I know that this is your first appearance back here. So yeah. why don't you just go for a couple minutes? I know you got a couple things to say. Yeah. First, I would like to just give a special thank you to everybody who um, has come alongside of me and my family at this time to just pour on us love, prayers, encouragement, and support. Um, we did thank you. We have all the funeral and the traveling, all those expenses uh, covered. So I just want to say a special thank you for that. That really was helpful. Um, there were like, when I got there, there were a couple unexpected expenses. So, uh, you know, I'm just really grateful for everything that people um, came alongside of us to provide for. Um, and then Josiah was this, such a patriotic uh, person, you know, always had a U.S. flag <clears throat> hanging from his truck window. And, um, you know, he had this big pole, so it'd be up above his truck and he'd be playing his patriotic country music. And, uh, you know, even, uh, I'm not going to cry, but um, the boots that, you know, he died in were cowboy boots with uh, the flag on it. So, you know, he loved our military, loved our country. So um, extra expenses, you know, that were gathered I should say extra support that came in. Um, we're going to be setting up a special fund in Josiah's name to um, help, you know, provide for vets and survivors and things like that. So thank you. And um, I just want to, you know, ask, please keep the prayers and the words of encouragement coming because that really is helping me and my family at this time to get through. So thank you. Amen. Yeah, the uh, generosity of our audience uh, really was exceeding, and uh, and you know what? I I thank God that uh, if if He put something on your heart that you were obedient to it, and uh, you really did bless Jesse. I was able to witness from afar uh, because Jesse and I have been in communication virtually just about every day, and. Uh, and you and she was feeling your prayers. She was hearing your prayers. Uh, she was getting the notes and all kinds of things. So uh, just I also want to extend that blessing and thank you to the audience. Okay, Jesse, there's one more thing that I want to share before we get going on this, and it's because uh, a lot of our audience follows you on to some different shows and things like that, and uh, and on. Friday's broadcast uh, on when you were on the uh, Friday's reveal show with George, mm -hmm. uh, George had made a call for a fast for God. And yes. I noticed in the chat that a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but uh, some people were saying they're going to be joining that. And I want to encourage you to join that. Uh, it is always a good thing. And, you know, George is a is a fairly new Christian, and I believe he has the best of intent in saying this, um, and I support him. And it looked like he kind of came up with that branding, Fast for God, right on the spot. But just because words are important, 
Um, again, not coming out publicly against George or anything like that. I'm actually supporting this effort. Um, but one of the things, and I feel obligated to say because I'm kind of protective over, over our audience, Jesse, is the words fast for God, um, there's an implication in those words, and again, words are important, that you're fasting for God as if he needs your help. And I I don't think that was George's intent at all no. to come. So yeah. I just want to say for you who are going to uh, be participating in this fast, uh, just simply change the one word to fast before God. And that the implication is I'm fasting before God because I need God's help. Uh, for me or for my families and stuff like that. Again, I don't think there was any malicious intent and perhaps I'm uh, picking up on small details, but you know, words are very important. Uh, and so uh, yeah. it, was that okay, Jesse? Yeah, I think it's good to clarify so people understand that there are, you know, different meanings in things. So um, that was helpful for you to clarify that, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And as I say, I, I totally support the effort. Uh, fasting before God is very honoring to God. And, you know, there's a, there's something special that happens when you do sacrifice and, uh, and just put God as your, as your sustenance, the one who's keeping you alive and you depend on nothing but him. Uh, he really does honor that. And that's a time when you can get into that deep prayer and, and your spirit really, really connects. At least that's been my experience. So. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that's the important part to clarify is that the purpose is to enter into that space of deep prayer, uh, to be interceding, asking the Lord to move in a miraculous way in the situation. You know um, we all know that Halloween can be a time of, you know, um, heavy rituals, heavy sacrifice. So, you know, we want to intercede for the Lord's hand to intervene on that day. Um, you know, the more voices that cry out, I always think of Isaiah 58, where, you know, the Lord says, let, let your voice be heard on high so that the chains of wickedness may be broken and the yoke of oppression broken asunder. So that's what we're crying out for is for that breakthrough that, you know, we could have um, deliverance from that wickedness and oppression in our nation and in the world. Yeah. And it's right in your neighborhood, folks. This thing is big. Yeah. So uh, it really does require some prayer. And uh, this is a high day, as, as Jesse was just saying, and there's some really bad stuff that goes on. And we want to use the authority that Christ gave us to intercede into that yeah. and to... Uh, you know, protect God's creation, essentially. And, and for those interested, I do um, last Friday's show on the Reveal Report. Um, I do a decode, I break down, and I, um, you know, we show you and name the major places where the major rituals are going to be going on this year. And so if you're in those areas, you know, we kind of talk you through how to be prayed up, how to prepare, and uh, what are some of the things that you can do. So I would encourage and just to quickly to without getting it. into a lot of detail, Jesse, but just because you mentioned it, uh, what are those major areas? Can you just name them without going into too much detail about it? Yeah. Um, we have, uh, Ohio, um, Massachusetts and Louisiana were a couple that I named. 
Yeah, I remember you said, especially in the in the South as mm-hmm. well, that this year, we, you know, all the indicators are there. So thank you for that, Jesse. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is going to be really exciting because we're getting back into Revelation and... Oh. Right on... Re- <laughs> Jeff, my, your my, buttons. <laughs> My uh, my palm just hit the space bar, and somehow that happened. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so listen. Just as we get back into Revelation twelve, uh, I just want to do somewhat of a review, and I'm going to offer uh, perhaps quite a bit of my personal conjecture into this one. And and Jesse's probably getting nervous about that already. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I don't get nervous about your conjecture, Jeff. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the banter and the discussion. That's the whole <laughs> point of the Revelation Sundays. Yeah, and and part of the reason we're doing that this way, look, if we we could back up most of the things we say with a ton of scripture, but uh, literally each chapter would take three or four hours to do. To do. So yeah. uh, we're going to put some scenarios before you. Uh, but always just refer back to the word of God, okay? Um, just because I say something that maybe sounds believable or plausible or something like that doesn't mean it's right. I'm actually putting forth some theoretical uh, parts to to go forward. And, uh, and, and, and for the record, I'm going to do this. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. And that's for the and for the Podbean listeners. I'm pointing to God. He's right, not not this guy. Okay, not not yourself this time, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, listen. We stopped after Revelation uh, 11 because the Book of Revelation uh, obviously is 22 books, and the first 11 books tell the entire story, uh, and then. It starts again, and the next 11 books tell the story again. And so it was a perfect place to take a break. And and honestly, I think it's God's timing that we're starting it back today. I really, really do. And I think you'll understand some of that uh, as we start to read the scriptures. Uh, But uh, Jesse, do you know why or have have, have an opinion on why God would put uh, you know, repeat it, uh, do the first 11 and then another 11 books. Well, I think it's, you know, it's, um, common for prophecies where, you know, they would be told more than once. And usually there would be kind of a general overview where the Lord would say, you know, because of this, this consequence is going to happen, or this is going to be the outcome. Um, and then, you know, from there, you would see that the message would be repeated. And as it's repeated, then the Lord would give the fine details. And I think, you know, the initial general overview is more of to kind of get people's attention. The Lord saying, you need to listen to this. And then he's going to, you know, draw them close and after he has their attention and get into the fine details that are going to, you know, convict and, and prove his point and, you know, draw them to that place um, where they're understanding what the Lord is saying. So that's kind of my take on that. Um, 
Did you, what's your understanding on that, Jeff? Well, so, and you're, you're absolutely right. The important prophecies God does repeat. And, you know, the book of Revelation in, in many ways is, is repeating, you know, Daniel's 70th week, right? Um, it's also, you know, Matthew 24 are, is kind of the other uh, New Testament, you know, kind of gold standard of, of a Revelation chapter. Uh, but so this just occurred to me this morning as I was preparing and, you know, the first 11 chapters, you're right. It get, you're absolutely right. It gets the attention because we talk about the seals. We talk about the trumpets. Then we talk about the woes, you know, the wrath of God coming. Uh, we talk about the, you know, God's plan and, and it really ends with the kingdom uh, coming back. And that's where we'll, we're going to start our reading. But what occurred to me today, and I'll just put this out there for you to consider is, you know, the first 11 chapters is the overview of it. And then when I started reading uh, again today, I thought, wow, this is almost, this is like today. Uh, the second half is putting it into uh, your time slot almost, you know? Um, so I kind of started reading it with that slant on it. And of course, it goes into much more detail. It doesn't focus as much on the judgments, but on the actual events that take place in the sequence and a lot more in the heavenlies. And of course, uh, we crescendo with the actual revelation of Jesus Christ in his true form, which is not a, uh, a weeping guy on a cross. He's actually uh, seated at the right hand of Father and he's almighty God. So, Amen. you know, uh, that that's a uh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> uh, so with that said, um, the the when it first when the book of Revelation was written, uh, it's first century first century A.D. and uh, John the Revelator is writing, and he writes in the first chapter. These are the things that uh, have been. These are the things that are, and these are the things to come. Okay, so it's almost like I take this section and. I, it's not the things that are, although it starts in the, in the, or, or that were past, although it starts in the first century here. Uh, but I almost think it's the things that are and are to come. Mm -hmm. So just consider that. Uh, so Jesse, I'm going to read a little bit of revelation 11, and then I'm going to jump into 12 and I'm going to read the, perhaps the, uh, first six verses, and then I'll let you finish it out, if that's okay. all right with you. That sounds great. <clears throat> all right. So I'm going to start in verse 15. Oh, I've had to change my font size, so, so i got to put on my glasses for this. The seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. He will reign forever and ever. And then the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God saying, we give thanks to the Lord God, the almighty, the one who is and who was and because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign and the nations were enraged and your wrath came upon them. Actually, I don't need to go any further with that. I just wanted to give that point. Oh, Jesse disappeared. Oh, she, here she comes back. 
that was the world's fastest bathroom break. <laughs> that was, especially since I didn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> Let's continue with scripture, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't give the visual of the poker player. <laughs> All right. Uh, Revelation 12, and of course I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. And she was pregnant, and she cried out, being in labor and in pain, to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads were seven crowns. And his tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven and hurled them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she gave birth, he might devour the child. And she gave birth to a son, a male, who was going to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God so that there she would be nourished for 1260 days. And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. The dragon and his angels waged war and they were not strong enough, and there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, he who accuses them before God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. For this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the, the two wings of the great eagle were given to the woman so that she could fly into the wilderness to her place where she was nourished for a time and a times and a half a time from the presence of the serpent. And the serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman so that he might cause her to be swept away with a flood. The earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and drank up the river which the dragon poured out of his mouth. So the dragon was enraged with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her children who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. Amen. May the reading of your word go forward with power. Amen. With understanding. All right. So let's dig into this. 
A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. And she was pregnant, and she cried out, being in labor and in pain, to give birth. So there's a lot of different theories on this, and I'm going to say that they're theories. Um, but Jesse, what, who do you think the woman is here? Yeah, with with the different theories, you know, I think that it's um, scripture speaks sometimes. I don't want to use the word riddles, but when you have prophecies, I'm an individual who believes that prophecies are are like the depth, the height, the breadth, and the width of God. So, you know, one word you could have several different meanings that, you know, speak to the past, that speak to the present, as well as speak to the future. So, you know, what I would say about this passage is, you know, I believe it's speaking to the past and the future Israel. Um, presently, though, you know, there are some implications that could indicate that it is speaking of um you know, parts of the system. Um, so, you know, that would be, I think the majority of scholars also would say that it's speaking of Israel. Yeah, that that does seem to be the majority opinion is that it's speaking to Israel. Uh, the other, uh, you know, obviously there's, you know, the, it's very easy to, on someone's first pass uh, with this to, to think that they're talking about Mary. Um, some people have come to that conclusion. Um, and the other, the, you know, the other couple ones that are out there for you to consider is when they're speaking of Israel, uh, they're talking about God's chosen, uh, which isn't necessarily the geography of Israel, but uh, just God's chosen. And then uh, there's the one that I actually... I'm tending to go with, and that is that it's actually talking about Eve. And, 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 and in fact, uh, the seed of Eve that the son of man came through, because we literally are in a battle between two seeds. And I believe that as we go forward in revelation, this is going to become a little bit more obvious, or at least, uh, you you may start to lean towards this theory as as I did in studying the book of Revelation. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's the it's and that basically is is almost like saying it's Israel as well. I, I got to say it's just going perhaps a little bit deeper where it's the uh, the seed of Eve that is uh, that worships God and and actually we'll see it a little bit later on in the chapter. Uh, to help us put uh, put those couple things together. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then another sign appeared in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and on his head were seven crowns. Jesse, I think you know definitively who this is. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Well, what's interesting is you, like, even if you go back to that first verse, the first two verses here, um, you know, we've got this symbology that's going on. The, the woman, you know, is clothed with the sun and the moon, which in Genesis 1, um, you know, the Lord starts to set up these signs of dominion and authority. The sun was given the right to rule by day, the moon uh, governed the night. And then you have the stars that were given the authority to govern the time, the seasons, things like that. So with some of this prophecy, as, as it's bringing forward these different characters, um, some of the depth that we're looking at is, you know, we've, there's, you know, someone, or it could be a collective people that this woman represents, but they're given this authority and dominion. And that's part of this war that's going on, that this is a heavenly war, not just on the physical earth. And so now you bring in um, another sign that's appeared. In, and what are the purposes of signs there to um, display something, to give warning, to give heed? Uh, they're, you know, made to get your attention and make you think and ponder. So, you know, another sign appears in the heavens and it's this great red dragon. Okay, so this is the second character brought into this passage. And what are what is the dragon represented with? You know, seven heads and ten horns and uh, seven diadems, which, again, this is symbology of authority, rule, dominion. Um, you know, if you go, and I believe this passage is going back to Daniel because John, when he yeah. wrote this, would have known about these prophecies out of Daniel. Um, you know, and he's talking about future things that in the last days, we're going to see these authorities and rulers rise up and, and those 10 horns, you know, represent... Um, you know, the 10 heads who have the seven diadems, you know, which um, I believe is their rule over the seven continents as they've been split up now. So it's to show this authority that's on earth. Um, so I'll let you go, Jeff. What's your thoughts on that? Well, listen, I, I totally agree with that. And also, you know, there's the... Uh, the, the seven mountains around the Vatican and things like that. So it's, it's pointing to power structures, you know? Uh, so I always approach scripture with the uh, intent to interpret it absolutely literally, unless it tells me not to interpret it literally and to, you have to do some more digging. So even when we go back to uh, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. Okay. So, um, this is, it's telling you, you know, look, this is not a literal woman here, uh, as much as it's symbology of things. And that's where I kind of go with the, uh, the seed and the, in the Israel, uh, thing. But it, now it, it talks about essentially the creation of mankind there. Uh, when I look at this and, and I, and I think actually, if you go into what is it, Genesis three, 
verses 14 that it gets down to about the seed of the woman and that that God is going to come and rule with the rod of iron which we see later on in this chapter so everything here is intent but again just with what I was getting this morning and I was kind of blown away by it and I'll, and I'll tie it into some current events as we keep going here but um right now it's it just the way I read this and and again this is conjecture uh, if it's talking about the battle between seeds, and this is all becoming very evident in the day and age that we live in, and you know, many people are talking about this where they've never talked about it before in history, uh, not to not in public discord like we are right now. Um, and I thought, you know what, the the devil is getting desperate here because he knows his time is short. And when I see this, and it's talking about him being cast out of heaven. Obviously, that's, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, whatever the year was that God cast him and, and a third of the angels fell. But I'm wondering, Jesse, if if there's a time in history uh, that's coming or perhaps is now where the devil is no longer allowed to petition in the throne room. I I believe there is. Could that be now? <laughs> I, I guess, I, of course, it could be. It could be. Yes, I believe very soon, as of yet, he's still allowed to petition in there. But uh, we, what we could see is that as these 10 heads rise up, you know, because it's giving us time frames. So as these 10 heads rise up, um, we could very well see that... Uh, that authority to be able to go into the throne room is taken away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and his tail swept away a third of the stars in heaven. And, uh, again, a lot angels are often referred to as stars, by the way. So are some people in Hollywood. Yeah. Do you think there's a connection? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, very Can angels appear in human form? I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some reference to that in the Bible, like when the stone was rolled away and stuff like that. They can appear as humans, right? Yes, and you had Gabriel, Michael have appeared in human form. Um, so scripture does support that. Interesting. So a third of the stars of heaven were hurled down to earth, and the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she gave birth, he might devour the child. Now, we know uh, that Satan was doing everything he could to prevent this child from being born. And, you know, when you think of at the time of Jesus coming into this world through a woman, um, what did King Herod do? He said, he asked the, the three wise men, hey, tell me where where this child is going to be so I can worship as well. He wasn't going to worship, obviously. And then when he found out he was duped by the uh, the three wise men and he didn't find the location, he ordered every baby under two years old to be slaughtered. Mm -hmm. He did not want the Christ to happen because he knew the implications of it. Yeah, I think this, you know, and it does, it even goes further back than King Herod. It goes back to Egypt 
when the Lord sent Moses to go before Pharaoh and what was the command? Let my people go that they may worship me. And when Pharaoh refused, you know, what's the first thing he did when, you know, he was hearing wind that a deliverer was going to be born, you know, they sent the midwives and ordered the midwives to kill all the male children two years and younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so here it, it stepped up, you know, it's, it's beyond what, you know, Pharaoh had all the infants thrown into the Nile river. Herod had them murdered and executed as they were being born out of the womb. And then this is now the third mass genocide, you know, where, um, Satan himself, like he's not even going to send the midwives in. He's literally standing before the woman waiting for her to deliver. You know, he's, he's going to take care of it himself. Um, Yeah. And, and maybe people are injecting things into their veins to help him with that plot right now. (laughs) Just saying. Um, uh, But, you know, even your example is fantastic, Jesse, but you know, I, I guess you could even go back right to Cain the first murderer, right? Like, yeah. you know, they, they were trying to stop the bloodline of Jesus uh, right from the get-go and trying to alter it. Yeah, very interesting. Because Jesus could not come in, uh, you know, through through Cain's seed, that's for sure. Well, listen, God can do anything he wants. I don't think he wanted to do that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it there. Um And she gave birth to a son, a male, who was going to rule all the nations with the rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Then the woman fled to the wilderness. Actually, let's just, so this is identifying Christ coming to the world. And to rule all nations. But. Again, if we look at it, we can say this is Jesus being born back in, uh, you know, uh, 2,000 years ago. Or is it talking about more current events? Yeah, some some scholars will use this verse to support um, the rapture that you know, that it's talking about a nation and people if the child is representative of um, the seed that comes out of Israel, which would be the seed from the line of David. Um, If it's talking about that people group, then it's, you know, that those people are raptured up to heaven, to the Lord and um, to his throne, which you know, there's verses that support uh, because of cr- the death of Jesus Christ that we will reign with him. So um, some scholars will take this passage to uh, support the idea of a rapture. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I see that as a, as, a, as a loose connection. But yeah, what I'm seeing in this is actually when it says he's to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, um, I think they're t- it's actually talking about the coming thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ here on earth. Yeah, so, some scholars uh, push that idea as well. Um, I probably lean more towards that one, um, 
that we have this time in the tribulation, um, you know, where there's that thousand year reign, that good period um, before the end comes. So it could be taken that way as well. You know, I'll just put this out there, Jesse, as I was reading this and studying uh, between last night and today, it just, I couldn't help but think we are starting Daniel's 70th week. That's interesting. Um, You know, there are more things that kind of support your thoughts in that, Jeff. Um, When we go back through the book of Exodus, um, I bring out this story in my book, His Kingdom Comes in Power. But as Israel was coming out of the wilderness and heading into the land that God was going to give them as their inheritance, which, you know, we could use that as a picture even for today that, you know, we're coming out of this physical earth and heading into an eternal kingdom. Um, But anyway, the Lord has them stop for one night at this place called Rephidim. And when you look up the Hebrew meaning of that word Rephidim, it means a place to rest, a place to lay your head. And it was at that place that as they got there, the Israelites realized there was no water. And so, you know, it, our, our versions in scripture say that they complained and they mumbled. But when you look at the original meaning of those words, because I was like, why would God, you know, later the Lord, he got so angry at them because of that complaining and mumbling that literally that generation did not get to enter into the promised kingdom. And I was like, why would there be such a harsh punishment, you know, this time? Because Israel complained and mumbled all the time. (laughs) When you look at the original words, it literally means that they became very obstinate and hard hearted. They put down their foot and were like, God, we don't trust you. And we are not going to go a single step farther with you you've brought us to this place to die. So that's really what their heart attitude was, which is why the Lord was so angry because they couldn't just trust him for one night. So you have some references coming up that um, in this passage, you know, where it talks about that safe haven place (coughs) in the desert where the woman is given this refuge And if you line that up, what does his word say? You know, it says that a day is like a thousand years to the Lord. And how many, you know, how long did he want them to stay in that place of refuge? One day, which, you know, so if you kind of do some of these implications, it very well could be talking about that thousand year period of goodness within this time frame yeah that's that's really good examples listen god is a god of repeating patterns you know god uh, repeats himself and repeats himself and and you know he creates new ways to do it obviously but you know his his pattern is always the same and it's always you know uh trust god and god will fight for you so you know just this word just keeps resounding jesse get out Mm -hmm. of god's way and let him do the work right you know right 
Um, okay, so then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared for God so that prepared there she by would be... God. <laughs> yes, by God. So there so that there were and she would be nourished for 1260 days and listen i'm not saying this is the uh, the beginnings of the 1260 days that's basically the three and a half years it's kind of the start of things uh i just wonder and and literally this is just wonder you know right now you know who are not taking the uh the hokey pokey thing right uh, it's mainly Christians not taking it. We're being identified. Uh, we're being told that, uh, you know, you a lot of people won't be able to go to their job unless they, uh, you know, kneel before the master and uh, and do this thing. So, but what what I'm saying here is, when she fled in the wilderness, that kind of says to me, you're not part of society. You're going to be separated from the world. Uh, in a in a way, and a lot of it's spiritual. Some of it is going to be actually geographical, uh, but it's to be away from them, and it's to be in a place prepared by God, and God will nourish you, and He will take care of you. And as Jesse says, uh, I like to prepare more, but Jesse is expecting manna from heaven, which probably tastes better than the food I'm putting aside. <laughs> yes. But I think it's important, you know, I want to bring out one other aspect, too, is that, you know, if you look back in Scripture, that place in the wilderness was a place of, of safety, refuge. It was a place where they could rest. But also, you know, throughout Scripture, that wilderness has been uh, symbolized as the place of temptation, the place of severe trial where, you know, Satan literally came uh, as Jesus was out in the wilderness and tempted him, yeah. um, you know, for 40 days, 40 nights. And so some of that, you know, kind of fits into this passage as well, because you have, you know, this imagery that um, Satan, who I was trying to look for the exact verse where it says it. Um, I think it's near uh, verse 10 here. And it says, you know, for the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. So, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who believes that, you know, we need to be prepared in these times. You know, I, I want to be one of those individuals that's hoping and believing that God's going to spare us from the harshness of the trials and the tribulation that's to come. But when we look at the scripture, you know, um, it looks like there's this protected place. But at the same time, then you have this enemy who nonstop accuses us day and night before the throne of God. You know, so um, I, you know, I just got to say, I think we need to be prepared because it may not be as pleasant of a time as we're thinking, you know, it, it might have this image of being a safe haven spot, but in fact, you know, it might be, you know, in this safe haven spot where we, our faith is really tested just like Israel's was, you know, they went to Rephidim and there was no water. 
And what was their thought? Well, without water, we can't survive, we can't live. So, you know, when we get to this safe place, is everything gonna be perfect? Probably not. And so we need to be aware and we, you know, I think it's gonna be a time of really testing our faith and our hearts. And are we gonna be like Israel and say, Lord, have you brought us to this place to die? Or are we going to have the faith to, you know, in essence, in the name of the Lord, call down the miracles, you know, to get up every morning and say, okay, I'm going to get up and go stand in my yard and I'm going to believe in faith that God's going to have manna there. And every day I'm going to show up and believe that manna is going to be there. And if it doesn't show up the first, the second, the third, the fourth day, am I still going to show up on the fifth day and say, Lord? I trust you're going to provide the food that I need. Amen. That is so good, Jesse. That is so good. And, and, you know, in this, when, when she's going to the wilderness, because, you know, obviously there's, there's some persecution and, you know, I keep going back to like, is this the start? And I, and I just think of, you know, what's going on around the world. And obviously, you know, there's countries that are, have been persecuting Christians for, a long time and, and killing them and things like that. But, you know, even in Canada right now, good old peaceful Canada, there's been 10 Christian pastors arrested and their crime speaking God's word. That's their crime. And they are being persecuted. They're being uh, fought with lawfare um, so you know what the it's, it started the persecution yeah. of Christians, even in Western civilization, listen, it's certainly started in our schools decades ago. It certainly has been in the courthouses. It's certainly, uh, been in government. Uh, you know, it's, it's been, there's been an illusion of freedom, but it has, it started, but now mm -hmm. it's obvious. Yeah, I think I agree. And you know, now's the time for us to, you know, be thinking of each other, to be interceding, to be praying, um, you know, because those times of testing and trial are, are definitely, you know, they're going to ramp up. They're, they're going to ramp up and harsh does not even begin to describe what we, what we have to endure. You know, we've got an enemy that is cruel and he just does not stop. Well, I think it gives a good indication at the end of the chapter of where this goes for you. Um, so let's uh, let's continue. And there was a war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. Yeah, go Michael. <laughs> the dragon. I like that angels. imagery. <laughs> What's that? I said I love the imagery in this. Yeah, yeah. The dragon and his angels waged war, and they did not prevail. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. Yeah, I think that's pretty, you know, like you were saying, I think that's a pretty pat answer. There no longer was found any place for them in heaven, which I believe that includes the throne room of God, that the Lord's going to say, that's it, Satan, your time's done. No more petitions, no more accusations, no more bringing all your legal paperwork up here. My judgments now will be enforced. Yeah. It, End it, of story. And, and it's eminent. You don't know the day you demise, but you know the time. And 
And I think that's why they've put out their plans for now. No, nowhere, no time in the history of the world have they ever gotten so close to achieving their plan. Yeah. So, uh, and the great dragon was thrown down the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God, a uh, kingdom of, sorry, I, I read that wrong. And the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. So again, this is talking about the permission going into the throne room. This is how I'm seeing it. Yeah. Is that I, time now, folks? I don't know. I, I is, it, is it soon? Yeah. I think his permissions will soon end. Beginning of the first 12, 60 days. Yep. You know, as a, a God says, look, we don't know the dates. No one's given a date. Listen, the 1260 days could have started, you know, in uh, February of 2020. I, I don't know. It, it could be starting in, uh, in you know, March of, of 2022. Who knows, right? <laughs> but we're, we're in the season and we know that we know that we're in the season because once Israel was established as a country again, it says not a generation will pass. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what is a generation? Is it 40 years? Is it 70 years? Is it 120 years? Um, yeah. God's not going to give it an exact, uh, he purposely did not give an exact number of years. Uh, but you'll know the season is what God said. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing everything right now for those seasons. We're seeing, you know, all the indications that, you know, that season is right upon us. We're entering into that. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, folks, they've been saying the end of the world for thousands of years. Um, just uh, we think we're right this time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are right this time, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, and your testimony has really helped uh, us get there, Jesse. You know, uh, that, that is that is the truth. Your testimony has uh, definitely shaken up things in the heavenlies. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, as you get into that next verse, you know, it talks about that oath's been part of this war. It's not just, you know, justice happen, happening on this physical plane. Everything that's happening we've had to fight in the heavenlies for first, you know, we had to bring petitions and um, judgments and rulings before the Lord for the release of things, you know, even the release of the captives, we we've had a fight for that. And it's not just me, you know, there's been um, many Christians who've gone forward with these petitions and um, courtroom proceedings in the heavenly places before the Lord and now we're at this point where it's starting to, you know, what's been done in the spiritual world, is, as you say, Jeff, is starting to manifest in the physical. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and not even, 
you know, that manifestation has just been amazing because, you know, we had to fight for the release of the anointing of the land. We, we had to go and, um, you know, now we have to physically go and in faith anoint the land and anoint those places of stronghold and ask for them to be torn down. And as we do that in faith, we're starting to see that the Lord is literally upheaving the, you know, the tethers that wickedness has had in certain areas. And, you know, I encourage people to watch um, or to go look on the site justice.gov. Every single day, there are so many arrests, there's so many convictions happening um, because of the wickedness that's being done on our land. And we're starting to see that outcome, that fruit, um, as the Lord literally is bringing an end to the evil and wickedness. And um, as that's happening, you know, the principalities, the rulers, the authorities, they're being bound, they're being cast out, um, they're being herded into a spot where, you know, they will face judgment as the sons of God take their rightful authority. Um, over this physical land and um, you know all that is coming into play soon I believe you know this is such a moment and you've been so spot on and and Jesse you know because of your experience your upbringing your training we've learned about these things and I'll encourage everyone just on our telegram channel this morning I posted a short clip of uh, Kent Christmas it's uh, just from a few days ago and it's about 15 minutes long, but he's literally talking about this and he's talking about, you know, who the prince of the air is and where is the air, essentially. That's like the if we're we're here in the first heaven, then there's the second heaven, which is, you know, the, the sky and the prince of the air. And then there's the third heaven, which is where God resides, right? And what he's saying, and he backs it up with a ton of scriptures, and I, I, I encourage you to watch it and use your own discernment, but what he's saying is, you know, when God sends things to us, it has to go through Satan's domain to get to you. And what we've been doing wrong is we're not actually binding the spirits that are trying to interfere in us receiving those things. Right. And so we really, and you know, as listen, folks, as evil increases in the world, God's giving us more authority and more tools to fight it. Right. And that's what this is right now. This is the moment we're living in. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, we can see, we're seeing the evidences of the work of God's hand and his word says that his kingdom does come in power. And so as that time draws nearer, you know, I believe that we're going to start to see more of the signs, the wonders, the miracles that the Lord is performing to the extent that as we see these things, you know, each individual that beholds it, you're not going to be able to give credit to another person or a no. man or, or by chance or coincidence. You know, I think it's going to be like in that day of Moses where, you know, when he was performing those signs and miracles, the sorcerers who were coming against him you know, got to the point they were replicating and they got to this point where they said, we can't, this is the finger of God. Every person knew it was God. And so I think that, you know, as things progress, 
there's going to be no doubt, you know, we're going to know that it can't be explained away by science or other means. You know, every individual who sees and hears the things that are happening are going to know that it's the Lord alone who's done it. And I'm going to use that word suddenly again. I think it's going to be big and it's going to be sudden. <laughs> like it, yeah. the Lord keeps reminding me of that word. I tell you the truth. I hear it so much. And, and it's important to note God has not been resting during this time. He's not resting right. for a final battle. Okay. Uh, God has been working since creation and he has not stopped working. God loves to work. Work is a holy and everlasting calling. And, you know, if we, God is doing miracles and, and doing things every day on this earth. Uh, we just don't have purview of it because the prince of the air is trying to hide, again, trying to hide those things from us. Um, but God's going to, well, the battle's won. It's already said this. So, right. uh, you know, he's going to go. So back to the verses here. Yeah, and they overcame know. him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony and they did not love their life even when faced with death for this reason rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them woe to the earth and the sea oh I, we'll stop there so for this reason rejoice you the heavens and who dwell in them i want to we'll cover the rest of it separately because i have something to say on that um, yeah, this reminds me of that. There's a verse in um, Corinthians where it says all of creation waits in hopeful expectation for the revealing of the sons of God. And, you know, who is this passage talking about it? It's talking about the sons of God that we overcome the evil one by the blood of the lamb and because of the word of our testimony. And you know, what's the very next verse after that? For this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Who, who is that? That's the angels and the stars, everything that's there. And to think that, you know, we have all these angelic brethren that are cheering us on. Yeah, they're waiting exactly. for this day, this moment. They're like, yes, you know, now the sons of God are stepping forward, you know. <laughs> And so, we're called to dispatch them. That's right. We're a team. You know, it, it, it's hard to think of that way, but, you know, we're all one body in Christ, both human and angels all together. We, we make up the body of Christ. We've got the numbers. We have the victory already. We just have to believe. And, uh, and, and, and just, so the only thing I got to say in addition to what Jesse just said on this is, uh, you know, I, I've often talked about I have some power songs when I really need to worship and I need to build my strength. Um, there's a song called I Have Overcome by Don Potter. Mm. Uh, look for the live version. It's about 17 minutes long. I'm telling you, this is this is one of those songs that I've been listening to for years when I need to just kind of get into the zone. And these are the lyrics from the song right here. That's <laughs> awesome. Good song. I think you've shared that with me a while ago. That's a, that I is have. A really good song. I have. Yeah. Really cool instrumental as well. You know, it's a because mm -hmm. I I'm obviously drawn to that type of music. So, right. Where 
it's not just three or four chords where it's actually interesting to listen to. And, right. uh, and the word is the word of God. So can't go wrong with lyrics. Yeah, I see. Brad, I'll comment. Brad says, Team Bride. I like that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Team Bride. Not, not, not to be heard as Teen Bride. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. Team. Not Teen. Team. <laughs> team. T E A M. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you see, the, those are the little things that the devil will take, right? And twist things. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's go to this next one. Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you with great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. Um, actually, let me carry on. And when the dragon saw that he was thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the two things of the great e two wings of the great eagle were given to the woman so that she could fly into the wilderness to her place where she was nourished for uh, times, time, and time, and half a time, away from the presence of the serpent. And the serpent hurled water like a river out of his mouth after the woman, so he might cause her to be swept away with the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and drank up the river to which the dragon had hurled out of his mouth. So before we go to the last verse here, um, you know, there, there's so much symbolism uh, you know, the woman going into the wilderness and, you know, that's obviously Mary escaping to, to Egypt, uh, for a time, uh, it's possibly, you know, that start of the 1260 days where we need to rely on God's provision. Mm -hmm. But what really caught me here is the part is verse 15, Jesse, and the serpent hurled water like a river out of his mouth after the woman that it might cause her to be swept away with the flood. Yeah, what caught your attention about that? So there's some videos going around uh, right now. And, I, and listen, I have to fact check them, but uh, you know, this guy kind of did a, a live show and he was showing right on these websites. But, you know, when you go down to um, the islands just off of Africa, and the name of the island slips my mind right now. It's part of the Canary Islands, though, but there's an active volcano right now. And what happened is using the government's uh, websites that they zoom in on it, and there's a whole bunch of earthquakes happening. And it looks like the the volcano is getting assistance. And you know that the Earth's earthquakes are not natural because they're actually in rows. They're very strategically placed and... So one of the things is, is this particular volcano had gotten some study years ago. The video claims, I'm going to say that, the video claims, so I'm not saying this is fact, 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 okay? Um, but that they studied it, and if this volcano were to go into the ocean and stuff like that, the displacement of water would send a rush of water towards North America that would be a wave of about 150 feet tall. So the fact that they've studied this uh, is interesting to me. Why would they study this particular spot? 
And why would they be doing all these detonations? And then there's all these other volcanoes, like the amount of volcanic activity right now has increased substantially. The amount of earthquakes have increased substantially. We learned about this. Uh, I think these are just the rumors of war. These are the signs the earth is giving that she's about to give up the ghost. Yeah. And so this is interesting because when we see this and, and what they said happened is if, if this event does happen just off of the Northern tip of, uh, of Africa, uh, obviously that could, that could wipe out the financial system. If it hits New York, it could bury Florida. It could do a lot of damage on the entire East coast of the United States and, and other places as well, probably even South America. I don't know. Uh, I obviously can't get into the science of that, but, He's doing it because he knows his time is short, but God will not allow it. This is what's so interesting and why it jumps out at me. And whether this is happening right now or not, I don't know. I got to keep saying that. But I'm looking at what's going on in the world, and uh, maybe this is happening. Very well could be. Yep. (sighs) What an exciting time. (laughs) <laughs> there's days it's not so exciting but <laughs> but this is a true. lot it's interesting to see the word of god being fulfilled right before our eyes yeah and and you know what even if we're not in the time that i'm suggesting or anything like that um uh we're always seeing god's word being fulfilled right before our very eyes those who have eyes to see let them see uh, yeah. Even the rocks and the trees cry out to the glory of God. So, yeah. All right, let's finish this off. So the dragon was enraged with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her children. So again, that kind of talks about his his big plan fails, and so it's like, okay, what's the rest of her children? Well, going back to the first couple of verses. This is the church. This is the remnant. This is, this is us. And with war with the rest of her children who kept the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. Great discussion today. It's always interesting to, to get all the different opinions and thoughts and things that are that are being said about this, these scriptures. So, well, I really have fun researching it and, uh, you know, by the way, so there's a, there's a few verses that, you know, obviously the book of Daniel and, and perhaps I'm not saying this, but I'm thinking maybe when we finish revelation, we'll, we'll do some Daniel. It kind of makes sense to me at this point. Yeah. Um, good. Or, or, or at least Matthew 24, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> but I think Maybe Daniel gives both. a lot more insight. Yeah. Bring out all the scriptures that give insight into these end times. That'd be good. Good. Yeah, absolutely. And so next week, of course, they're going to do revelation 13. Uh, everyone is asking about the mark and everyone has been asking about these systems and the transition. And why have Jesse and I been talking about dark to light for so long? And here's another question for you, audience. Why has the Patriot movement been saying dark to light for so long? Huh. 
Yeah, something to think about. Maybe we'll have the answers to those questions next week. <laughs> or in the weeks to come, but Jesse, Jesse, I just saw the look Jesse gave me. Oh, Jeff, you're going there again. <laughs> <laughs> I did give you a purposeful look. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Message received. <laughs> Message received. Anyways, um, listen, I'm just asking questions. And by the way, Jesus asked questions. So uh, I'm just emulating Jesus. <laughs> okay. uh, Jeff, you're so oh funny. yeah and end the program before it becomes blasphemous jeff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's probably the best thing you've said yet today <laughs> <laughs> hey uh listen on sundays we never advertise anything we don't try to sell anything we don't run any commercials or anything like that but uh I, I just want to remind people that we are in a fight. And if you just go to mylibertystand.com, uh, you can read about uh, some of the stuff we're doing. And the greatest thing is, is one of your fellow listeners will talk to you about it and, uh, and let you know what is going on. So go to mylibertystand.com today because it's the day for you to do it. Jesse, what a pleasure to have you back. Uh, I know you've done some other shows. I did not want to rush you back into anything. And, uh, you know, I was I was probably your greatest cheerleader um, to get some rest, but uh, Jesse doesn't listen to Jeff. She calls <laughs> me her big brother, but she doesn't listen to me at all. Well, well, we got to correct, Jeff. I do listen. I do think about what you say. I don't always obey like you want me to. But... <laughs> obey. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm just okay, Now you're giving you know a love you, impression Jeff. of me. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who didn't know, that was a total joke. Only handlers would get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we always go too far with jokes. Which is it? <laughs> uh, so I've been accused of being your handler, but I'm also under your spell, um, right. which is really confusing to me. You know. Ah, <laughs> uh, good fun though. Uh, but it thank is you, everybody, fun. for joining us, and we appreciate having people to laugh with and be silly with. <laughs> yeah and, and listen god has a sense of humor and uh, he entertains us and we uh hopefully entertain him as well look you know our humor is is a gift and our little snarkiness is a, a gift as well so uh you know we'll we'll leave it there uh thank you for joining us on revelation sunday and we'll see you on tuesday with a brand new broadcast so in the meantime remember Love your God, love your family, love your neighbor. Really love your neighbor. No matter who they are, love your neighbor. And make a difference in your community. <laughs>